The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network and TheGorillaPosition.com, telling the stories of pro wrestling storytellers. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by thegorillaposition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network. Also presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network. We're sponsored by CollarNebelBrand.com, where you can get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. In partnership with HypeCityVapors.com, where you can get 15% off all your e-juice for your vape by using promo code JKPODCAST. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TBTalkPod. Listen to the podcast. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Castbox, and all those other podcasters out there as well. As always, I am Big Joe, and I'm Carl Carafel. All right, Carl. Now the week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling, and there are a lot of shenanigans and weird stuff kind of going outside of the ring, but definitely involving the pro wrestling business. The first one to mention before we get to really the kind of big blockbuster story for the week. I don't even know if we can really call him by his WWE name anymore just because uh, who knows what might happen. We're talking ACH in uh, WWE, otherwise known as Jordan Miles. Uh, I'll use that carefully. He apparently has quit the company. Now, when I saw the audio for this, I shared it with you, and this was quite something. He um, made it very vocal and very explicit that he does not want anything to do with this company anymore. He definitely did. It was a very uh, profanity-filled uh, <laughs> audio that he did. He actually, it was a, a little video that he had done, um, put it out there onto Twitter. Uh, he has since actually removed it and deleted his entire Twitter account. But good. very much so, the gist of the entire thing is he says, um, I quit the WWE. I can't work for that company anymore. Uh, I can't work for a racist company. Um, don't call me by uh, that name of uh, Mr. Miles. Um, that's my. That's a slave name. Wow. Um, I'm known wow. as ACH, yep. and that's that. And uh, essentially, he at the very end he says "f u w w e." So, yeah. Um, no word yet on. WWE's end in response to that or what is going on uh, so at this point we still don't know what's happening with ACH uh, is he going to be going to another company is he going to be working for any other promotion um, are promotions going to maybe stay away from him now that all of this has come out and come to light um, I guess it is something to note as well that I guess it's coming out that there are uh, possibly some mental issues that ha- that are known, mm-hmm. that are legitimately known um, with uh, ACH right now. So 
it's going to be very interesting to see how things play out with this and, and especially how things are going to go, uh, you know, not only on the WWE's end, but from other promotions as well. Well, I mean, he's under contract. The the kind of mystery is for how long. I, I don't really know. At this point, I think he's kind of stuck. I don't think he can just walk away. He's probably all just going to just be sitting at home just till the end of his contract, till they buy out his contract. To the best of my knowledge, I don't think that you can just walk away from this. So that's going to be very telling to see how long the wait's going to be. And, and given how he made that statement and, and put that out there and whatnot, if I was another wrestling company of any kind of credibility or notoriety, they're going to be steering far clear of this guy. I would definitely hope so. I mean, until things kind of maybe settle, um, yeah. you know, whether it's whether it's, you know, six months, a year down the road, whatever, if maybe um, not necessarily saying that there needs to be an apology for it or anything like that, because I clearly I, I don't believe that there needs to be. Um, I think he's definitely in the right in doing what he's done. Um, if you people don't know, this is all stemming from, we talked about it uh, a little while ago as well, um, this T-shirt that was made for him with kind of the uh, blackface uh, logo look to it. Um, so very much so, just things really blew out of proportion with everything. Um, some, some people who were not in the know, I kind of, you know, picked their brain and, uh, showed them the, the logo. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, uh, I showed it to about seven people. Five of them didn't even know what it was. Yeah. So I don't know. Right. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to dwell on, on that, that t-shirt design or anything like that, yeah. but Five out of seven people that I showed it to didn't even associate it with blackface. So, yeah, yeah it, it's very interesting, and, and and maybe some more will come to light if if ACH decides to maybe put it out there publicly about uh, you know the mental uh, condition or the mental issues that he's having right now or something like that. Um, just all around unfortunately bad publicity right now for the WWE and for himself too and it's tough without really being on the inside to really kind of make the statement but I, I mean I just have a feeling knowing WWE that I don't think that they're 100% innocent in this either I mean this all had to go through probably multiple channels to get approved when and somebody at some point must have looked at that and went hmm something looks a little uh, strange about this uh, oh yeah, at some yeah, point. yeah. I, I definitely don't don't uh, don't say that I'm uh, uh, you know thinking that WWE is clean in this because I don't think that they are either. So it is really getting to that point, you know. And we'll get into some other things that have been kind of going on um, in the past week with WWE too. You know, the the boys over at the HTM uh, uh, Wrestling Podcast, Jargo and Rick, they may mention this several times that there should be a department and there should be somebody ahead of this department in the WWE just in charge of the department called what the F when stupid ideas get pushed out there. This person goes, what the F no, we're not doing this, right? It's too stupid. It's too racist. It's whatever the, the situation happens to be. It's like, there's just somebody that needs to be there just as a filter because the stuff's coming out and stupid stuff's coming out like this, uh, mascot thing on SmackDown, which we'll get to later in the program here. Just, 
stupid stuff and people that uh, and just like you mentioned, it's bringing negative publicity. So yeah, some uh, some things need to change a little bit, especially now we're, we're doing a show for a big um, broadcast channel down in the states. I mean, the, you you got to clean up your act. Definitely do. I love the idea of having, you know, a governing body of uh, WTF. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, I, I honestly do. But again, um, kind of going to uh, the little um, experiment, I guess you could say that I did. Um, you're going to need quite a few people on this panel to really be able to catch absolutely <laughs> everything. I mean, if you only have like three people on here, they're not going to catch everything. Yeah. So there's still going to be stuff that that floats through and, and kind of gets, you know, put out there like, you know, this situation with ACH kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm totally for that. That would be an amazing thing to do. Maybe it'll help uh, kind of boost a little bit of the WWE. Yeah. Hey, I'd even be uh, happy to work in said department myself, as well as probably my co-host Carl here and uh, other people that uh, we know. I think we would be happy to fill up that department for you and you know keep the shenanigans from getting out of hand. Oh, yeah. Speak, <laughs> speaking of more shenanigans dealing with WWE, this is the, the big thing from this week, and We'll get into it, but this has to do with the WWE backstage show. And it was graced by the presence of, ta-da, CM Punk. And then this happens and the internet basically breaks, Carl. And as before, this kind of happened. This is still going on here. Oh, Punk is being a hypocrite coming back. And because he said he was never going to get into WWE again. Let's clear up some stuff in this. First of all, Right now, he's being employed by Fox. He is not employed by the WWE. That's the, the first thing. And second of all, Punk never said that he was never going to come back to the WWE. He said, if you listen to a lot of interviews that he has done, he said that he would likely never come back or that he wasn't going to come back to professional wrestling. It's all in the wording when it comes to this. He has never said anything about ever never coming back to the WWE. And that's... And that still hasn't happened. He, Like I said, he's working for Fox. He is not working for WWE. But, I mean, just all over Facebook, all over the Internet, everybody is like, oh, Punk's being a hypocrite for coming back. Ugh, like, it's all yeah, over we got the Mark Tards that are definitely in full force right now when it comes to this uh, CM Punk situation that's going on. Um, we talked about this a little while ago, actually. Um and and I just wanna just wanna say, um, I was right, people. Mm. So everybody's going through and is always talking about oh CM Punk this and CM Punk that and CM Punk chants all over the place. And uh, I believe what I had said was, people, shut up, leave it alone. And when you're not talking about CM Punk, that's when he's going to appear. And what happened? The CM Punk stuff kind of kind of went on to the DL for a little bit here. Yep. And then, boom, CM Punk shows up on the Fox show backstage, and everybody loses their mind. Yep. Right? So, that honestly, that was the perfect way to do it. Mm. Everything was okay. quiet with CM Punk right now, and now CM Punk comes out, and this has got people talking. This is now going to have people trying to tune in to WWE backstage on Fox to see CM Punk again. Smart move mm-hmm. because it's been quiet about CM Punk right now. Yep. And now it's blown up again. 
So again, very smart move, and I'm okay with it. I mean, just as you you said, he's not working for the WWE. Mm-hmm. This is something that Fox is doing, exactly. not the WWE, right? And, yeah, and as along with this too, everybody, Mark Tarts, have been saying, oh, Punk's going to come on here. And, and it's funny because these are the same people that, oh, he's working for WWE. They're saying that who's going to come on here now, and now he's going to talk all kinds of crap about WWE, and he's going to put down the product, and he's going to uh, say all these storylines that are stupid or whatnot. It's not going to go into that realm either. But now we're we're going over to the other side of stupid, right? He, obviously, he's he's not going to go on there. He's not going to just tear things apart. He might criticize a little bit things, maybe they feel are a little sketchy, but he's not going to go full Mark Tard on national television. No, he's definitely not going <laughs> to brutalize and murderize the WWE product. That's definitely not any intention i'm sure uh but is he gonna criticize like you said yeah definitely i'm sure he is going to 100 percent because that's who he is he's he's a straight-edged straight from the mouth kind of guy and that's what's gonna happen he's gonna tell it like it is and he's able to because it's not a wwe product it's a Fox product, mm-hmm. right? You've got these other commentators and, and stuff for different sports shows that are out there that, uh, you know, brutalize the NFL, right, in one breath, and then they're praising the NFL for something else that was done in another breath. Yeah. That's all this is going to be. It's going to be exactly the same as all these other uh, sports reporters that are out there because that's essentially what this is. This is just a sports reporter show. Yeah that's happening from Fox. So it's going to be the same thing. You ever watch any of those like uh, from the NHL or from the NFL or or NBA or any of these, you know, uh, sports talk shows that are out there. That's what this is. It just happens that there is WWE and former WWE talent that are on the show. That's all for sure. Now, does this completely rule out him ever having a match again with WWE? Absolutely not. As I said, in interviews that he's done, it's all in the wording. He said he would never come back to professional wrestling again. He may come back and do a, a match for WWE. But remember, this is the WWE coins themselves as sports entertainment. So if you want to take what he's saying very literally and word to word for word, he's still technically right. He's, he could be coming back to sports entertainment, not professional yes. wrestling. So yep. again, it's it's you, know, you have to look you know a little bit deeper into this stuff, and um, yeah. It, it's 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 been so strange, you know. This leads to more. We'll get into a further topic with this. You know, we'll just we'll bump it up in the run right now, Carl. Navigating the minefield that is wrestling fandom right now, and especially on social media right now, it, it's really gotten out of control with people who who think that they know stuff and and, and people just being quote unquote objective and then they, they, they see stuff that's happening on a certain company and then they bash it but then they see the same thing on WWE and they say that's okay or people just completely making up stuff it, it's such a uh, cesspool out there uh, and, and people are saying oh this is kind of like back in the Attitude Era when WCW was going strong yeah to a certain extent but now with the, the social media and whatnot it's really ballooned out and just exploded out of control Yes and no. I mean, this is something that has always been there. Yeah. It's just in the age of the digital world and the internet and stuff like that. It's it just seems a little bit more rampant now. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, instead of you going out and, uh, you know, blowing things up and complaining and doing all of this with, uh, with your buddies out in the schoolyard, you're now doing it, uh, you know, in mommy's basement, uh, in front of your computer instead. Yeah. Right. So it's just getting out there to a lot more people. Um, but the, uh, the stupidity, you're right. I mean, talking about, you know, something bad from the WWE, but then let's say, uh, impact does the same thing, but then they're praising it because, Ooh, they're thinking outside the box and doing mm-hmm. something different. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's gotta be a little bit of consistency <laughs> here. I mean, if, if two companies are going to do the exact same thing, yeah. you have, you, you have to have the same opinion on both, mm-hmm. not necessarily on the workers, but on the story itself. Yeah. And the main one I've been seeing is in the other direction from what you're saying too, that uh, they, this person, and I'll leave this person nameless for the, for the time being, because I, I don't want to call anybody out specifically, just they, 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 they crap over everything that's not WWE, regardless of whether it's the same type of match or the same kind of situation or essentially the same story. If WWE does it, it's fine. If AEW or MLW or ROH or what have you does it, it's garbage. It, it, it's... It, 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 it's, it's a it's a head scratcher and, and that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to this stuff and I'm all for debates and, and arguments between wrestling fans I think that's a good thing but when we start getting into the realm of just stupidity that's where I just had to remove myself from the situation because you know on social media it's so easy to to just talk out your ass I think is probably the best way I can kind of put it yeah definitely you're right I mean that's <laughs> Yeah. In in this age now, I mean, you can hide behind whatever you want. You don't have to have your face put out there and you can say whatever you want and hide behind everything that's in front of you. And, and there's going to be, you know, nothing coming back from it uh, other than some other Mark Tard getting on there and arguing the point. Yep. Um, I mean, that's really about it. Sticking in the same vein here, Carl, this was something that uh, you had pointed out to me kind of almost the same time I kind of discovered it too. And this uh, all has to do with the the keyboard warrior and people being anonymous behind the computer and whatnot. The WWE 2K Facebook page, the official page, was hacked. Now, a couple posts that I'll kind of read to you. The the second one I'll have to censor a little bit just given the subject matter. The first one, WWE is fake. Okay. So I was like, okay, maybe this is the the developers kind of being, you know, just doing a little shenanigans. Then the next post kind of debunks that. Yo, let's get 10,000 likes and I'll release Randy Orton something banging, that's all I'll say, a whore with Triple H. And there were a whole little comments. I didn't even get a chance to look at the comments because the post was removed rather quickly by the developer and the situation was rectified. But... uh, how does an official page like us get hacked? It's uh, you know, this is almost kind of like a uh, an HTM tech kind of topic technically here, but um, a high profile page like us getting hacked by God only knows who. Yeah, nobody knows exactly who it was. Still, um, you ask, how does somebody get hacked? I mean, how do banks get hacked? How do credit card companies yeah. get hacked? You know, all of these things that that have probably the uh, the best security systems that you can uh, imagine, they still get hacked. So to hack a Facebook page really doesn't seem that far off. Mm-hmm. People's personal Facebook pages get hacked all the time. Sure. Right? So, 
But yeah, I mean, just hilarious. They somebody had left a comment saying, "Oh, you dropped the ball on this. How could you not <laughs> even change the uh, um, the cover picture or, or or the profile picture to All Elite Wrestling? Like, <laughs> what's the matter with you?" And All then, right. you know, shortly after that, it was changed. Yep. The uh, the profile picture became uh, the All Elite Wrestling logo. <laughs> so yeah, whoever this was, it it was a funny little thing. Um, yeah. We need we need more of that. I honestly, we need more of that. Like, I don't know uh, who it was, but kudos to them. Go and do it a little bit more because it it was funny. It made uh, you know for some good talk, for some good laughs, and and uh, you know it's been rectified. Um, it's been all fixed up, and they put out a statement saying you know like uh, our Facebook page was compromised or our social media was compromised and whatever. But uh, yeah, it, it was it was funny. I enjoyed it. Yep. Yeah. Because I, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think I've ever seen the word gangbang ever on an official WWE or an official WWE-related Facebook page. So I think that definitely qualifies as a first. Not even in the Attitude Era, I don't even think. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we'll leave that at that. We, you know, we definitely, it is funny, but we also, we don't necessarily want to encourage that either. Because, I mean, it is technically borderline illegal doing this kind of shenanigans. I mean, it does get some people talking but eh, I'm a little fifty-fifty on it. I like the uh, them getting the attention, especially given how very mediocre the game was. I guess this maybe yeah gives them a little bit of, of attention, but uh, maybe not quite the attention we were looking for there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so going from that, Carl, to something a little bit more positive, potentially positive. With AEW, let's get outside of WWE for a little while here. AEW possibly introducing a mid-card title or a mid-card type of thing here. What's what's your, your take on this? Do you think this is a good idea or is this too many titles for a new company? I mean, I, I don't think that it's too many titles. You've already got a uh, large enough roster um, that, sure, why not? Um <sighs> Unfortunately, I think I can see where this is going right now. This is going to be something that Cody is going to be holding. Um, you know, even though, you know, we've said before that, oh, you know, like it's it's really good that they're, you know, kind of taking a step back. And, uh, you know, even like the Young Bucks aren't uh, going out there and winning every match. And, yep. you know, Cody now, you know, lost this opportunity to fight for the world championship again. Yep. Um, the timing of it seems pretty suspicious yep. considering... Um, we're looking at Cody not being able to fight for the AEW championship anymore. And now maybe there's going to be a mid card title brought into the picture. Uh, but I think it's a good thing. You have mm-hmm. enough talent to be able to, to, to really have a mid card title. So what I think it's going to be, if you watch the most recent episode of AEW dynamite, they're doing this match next week. It's called the 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 um, the Dynamite Dozen. It's a, it's a battle royal, and then the last two standing are apparently going to go after this title. And it's actually not going to be a title or a belt. From what I'm seeing, it's going to be a ring, which is kind of a different take on that. And I mean that just that that lends itself definitely to a Cody idea because he had the Ring of Honor. If you all remember when he was a Ring of Honor, he had a actual ring of honor and he was making people kiss the ring. So it's totally a Cody idea and it fits with your uh, scenario there. Absolutely. Yes. And I think it uh, could be an interesting match too. And it's a different take on it because actually the last two staying in the ring technically win and then they have a match. And of course you all know I'm a mark for the battle Royal type match. So it, it uh, has some potential to be something interesting for sure. It definitely does. And I'm uh, very interested to see, 
how they progress with this. Yeah, for sure. And it's a great opportunity for even some uh, those make her guys like Nakazawa, maybe even Darby Allen to a certain extent, Janela, some of these guys. It, it could be that stepping stone to um, the world title as the mid card title should be not something that, um, you know, you win the world title first and then you step down to this. So hopefully they, they do it in the right direction and not lessen its uh, importance by going the other way. Yes, I agree. So going from that to some Ring of Honor related news, we haven't talked about Ring of Honor in a long time, just frankly, because there just really hasn't been much uh, notable going on here, but... I guess the, the big notable thing going on here is Marty Skrull, his contract is going to be up very soon, I believe. This coming month, if not next month, it'll be up. And we've made kind of hints at it before about where we thought Marty could go, but I think now that we're getting closer to the, the deadline, so to speak, that we'd uh, kind of uh, give our opinions on it again. For me personally, I think the best place to go, especially with New Japan uh, venturing over into the at least the west coast part of uh, the United States, I think given already his connections there, that New Japan is likely the best avenue for him to go. Yes, you're right. I do. I want that to happen. No, I really don't. I I, I don't get to see very much of New Japan Pro. Yeah. Um, I don't have the. Uh, uh, their streaming service, uh, it's, you know, an extra added cost that I just can't afford. Yep. Um, I want to see more of Marty Skrull. Um, right now, Marty Skrull, yes, is probably my uh, favorite uh, professional wrestler at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe a little selfish of me, but I, I want to see Marty Skrull go to All Elite Wrestling. Go back with his friends. Go back with his buddies. And I mean, you've got perfect avenue for a good storyline to go there. Of you guys ditched me and left me. Screw you. Um, you know, I'm. I've got my own people now. Uh, type of storyline that they could build off of that. And then plus, that might mean that Marty Skrull could be on the Chris Jericho cruise that I'll be on in like sixty-two days. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, I mean, a little selfish, definitely, but, um, yeah, I think that's uh, what I would want to see. I want to see him go to AEW because there's just so much possibility that they could have, uh, and do with him. Um, if ring of honor keeps him fantastic as well, because I still watch ring of honor and I love seeing Marty Skrull. The only catch that I see with him in AEW is you have to go back to when Marty was in the elite with the Bucks and with Cody, whatnot. Marty was kind of like the middle. He was kind of the joke guy. He was the fall guy. He was kind of left out of the shuffle there. I fear that if Marty goes to AEW, he falls back into that role and he doesn't get showcased um, like he maybe should be or could be. Whether he, If he were to go to NXT, I think it would be better for him. I just I, I fear as much as AEW could be a good fit, I, I just my, my fear is that he becomes the mid-card guy that gets lost in the shuffle. Well, again, it, it's all going to be how you, um, quote unquote, storyline do yeah. things. Uh, you present it as, you know, you guys always saw me as a joke and, and then you guys ditched me and left me. Yeah. Uh, well, since since then, look at what I've done on my own and accomplished yeah. in, you know, another company and all of this. And then he builds himself up on the microphone like he can do as being this top tier person now. And it's like, so now you guys are below me yeah, kind of thing, right? So we, we take a little bit of the 
um, comedy, I guess, uh, English humor, we'll say, <laughs> yeah. uh, out of Marty Skrull and kind of show him in a light, more of a, uh, you know, a more dominant type of person, uh, that could definitely work. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, if, if he does go to AEW, if, you know, kind of he does fall back into that. I hope not because an amazing talent and, and I love watching the guy. I think the way to bring him over to AEW, if that's the route that he wants to go and whatnot, I think you you don't bring him over by himself. I think you bring Villain Enterprises, you bring Brody King, you bring PCO, you bring Flip Gordon over and bring another stable into AEW. I think they could use maybe at least one more to give a little bit to, to round it out a bit more. So that would be how I would do it. You'd have them maybe come in and ambush like LAX or the Inner Circle or Dark Order or something. That'd be a good way to kind of boom, introduce them to the scene. Uh, that I'd like to see. Marty coming over solo, I would be a little bit more worried about it. I want a mixture of both. Ah. So I totally agree that bringing over the entire villain enterprises is an amazing idea. But I want Marty to come over by himself first. Okay. Because that's going to establish him as the head, as the dominant, as the top guy. And then you let it go for a couple of weeks or a couple of episodes of Dynamite where, you know, he's he's going out there and he's having some matches and he's, uh, you know, dominating those matches. And then you see, uh, you know, another faction come out, whether it is, um, you know, the inner circle or the elite. The elite faction comes out and says, Marty, welcome. It's been so good. You've been doing so well. Look at your stats already, blah, blah, blah. And then we have the entire villain enterprises come in, take out the elite, and then we stand with, you know, Marty and villain enterprises standing on top, being that bigger personality again. Yeah. You could also go the route of, you could do some vignettes uh, leading up to, you get maybe, uh, you know, have kind of like a dim kind of set and you have Marty kind of in the foreground and then you have the other three guys in behind and you have him maybe toy with somebody to be, uh, to begin with. And then maybe the third time or something, you actually then, you know, do the, do the trick of everything goes dark and then all, then all of them appear in the ring behind, say like the dark order or the, um, inner circle or something like that. That could also be another cool way to do it. Yes, it could be. Okay. Before we get to our showstopper segment this week, Carl, I actually forgot to put it on the run, but we're definitely going to do it uh, before I forget here. Our match of the week uh, for this week. I'll let you go first and because uh, mine's going to be a little bit different. Never a need to put this on the run because <laughs> this is now the new staple for our show. Yes. We will be doing our match of the week every single week. Yep. So surprisingly... Female match. Ooh, okay. Coming out of All Elite Wrestling, we have a newcomer, Danny Jordan, mm. um, going up against uh, the native beast, Nyla Rose. Um, overpowered, undersized Jordan. Um, you know, she she put up a really good fight. Uh, she she endured a brutal beatdown from uh, Nyla Rose. Um Nyla Rose winning the match. Uh, she, you know, hoisted Jordan over overhead and flattened her with the uh, the beast bomb mm-hmm. um, for you know, a singles victory. Um, I was just very, very happy with the entire thing and and how they they kind of brought you know uh, Danny Jordan in and they they kind of buried her, 
but they didn't at the same time. It's just I don't I don't know. I, I don't feel that they really took this this uh, Danny Jordan character and really just kind of tossed her aside as a, a, a squash match or anything like that. It really feels like, no, there's going to be more to this whole story here. And then on top of that afterwards, um, I'm not going to get too much into it, but uh, Awesome Kong and Brandy Rhodes, uh, you know, kind of made a little bit of an impact uh, during an interview that was happening with Allie. Um, so it'll be kind of interesting to see how that goes. I'm, I'm, I'm really starting to get behind these uh, these women in all elite wrestling and uh, for reasons like that, because it blurred my reality for a couple of minutes there. And I'm, I'm seeing you know, Nyla Rose as being this, this beast in the company, but yet she's really being able to put people over in in a way that yes, she's squashing them, but you can definitely tell that there's going to be more from that person that she just squashed. So all in all, I mean, a good, uh, you know, B plus almost an A, uh, type of situation there from me. And I'm, I'm very happy with how things there have gone. Um, I'm interested in yours though. You, uh, you, I don't have any information about it, but you're saying that it's kind of, uh, off the wall a little bit. So tell me about yours. Yeah. A little mysterious. Uh, my favorite comes from the same show from the same week at AEW. And my favorite isn't actually technically a match. Mine is more of a, of a favorite moment from this past week. And I am talking about the in-ring promos from Mr. Chris Jericho and Mr. MJF on the show. To me, this back and forth promo was better than any match that I saw this week. This stuff was fan fantastic these two went back and forth jabbing each other and even jericho a couple times you could tell like snickering he's like yeah you got me on that that exchange it, it, it was great I, I i thoroughly enjoyed that segment and they did a lot of business there set some things up it was just it was it was just two guys that uh, i didn't think that they were gonna have that scenario when they did and i, I thought it was great I, I honestly thought that it was great as well. Yeah. Um, the only downside to that is they seem to have put MJF as part of the inner circle. Nope. I, I was so. really kind of hoping that he would just kind of be that uh, top tier heel on his own and not having to be part of any faction. But um, I mean, the the hug and and uh, you know the uh, the camaraderie at the end of that exchange and and the laughing and joking, um, showing that they just worked the entire crowd, kind of kind of put a little bit of a damper on it for me. See, I don't think he actually joined the, the joined it. They 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 kept it kind of open ended there. Uh, him and that other guy. I think it's just going to be them too. I think this is just MJF still screwing with Chris Jericho, still screwing with us. He's working us. Guaranteed. I, I don't. Think I hope that, so. I don't think that he's actually joined the inner circle. Everybody's already assuming this. I don't think that he has. Well, I, I assume it because that's historically how things have gone. Yes. In absolutely every company and situation yep. that you can think of, yep. this is exactly the same mo that has happened every single time. Yep. I hope that I'm wrong. Yep. I really do because I want MJF just to be on his own. Yep. But I mean, historically, taking a look at things, it looks as though he's part of the inner circle. Hmm. I think that the, the the fact that that you, th- you that you everybody thinks that he's part of this, I I, I really think that he's working us and 
And I like that you said, you know, historically this always kind of happens. MJF, he always flips this stuff around. And, and I think that's what's going to happen here. And I, I really hope so because I think if he be, actually becomes part of the inner circle, uh, he kind of gets overshadowed by Jericho and whatnot. So uh, I hope that I'm right. And not saying that I want you to be wrong, Carl, but I hope you're wrong about this. Oh, I, I want to be wrong about <laughs> it too. And I really do hope yeah. that you're right. Because they, they could have such a good thing going there. Uh, they have that big guy. I, honestly, I forget uh, his name now, but uh, he looks pretty intimidating. Just those two does it for me. What do you, what do you, who are you talking about? You're talking about uh, uh, Wardlow? Wardlow. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, him and oh, Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, those yeah. two, just those two making together. Wardlow uh, making his debut. Yes. Um, uh, talk about that just for, for a quick, uh, quick brief second here. This is a, uh, a guy that's been working the indies for quite a long time and is um, somebody that is seemingly unknown uh, really to a lot of the, uh, the marks out there, I guess you could say. Um, these people aren't Mark Tards. These are actual just marks. <laughs> these are people that are just, you know, the wrestling fan that, uh, you know, kind of live inside of that bubble. Um, but yeah, like this, this debut was, was a, uh, almost a breath of fresh air and I'm happy to see it. Um, but yeah, like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I love the whole idea, but I mean, how, how much bigger are we going to actually make this, uh, uh, this faction yep. go? So I think, uh, you, we got to kind of, kind of stop it at some point and, uh, if if we don't, we're going to, you know, maybe start turning into like an NWO where it's just open to <laughs> yeah. anybody. And then we're going to see a branch off of, you know, NWO Wolfpack. And then, you know, like we're going to have the uh, the inner circle and then we're going to have the outer circle. And then we're <laughs> going to have, you know, the uh, the belly button circle. And then we're going to have the eye circle. And, you know, like how far is it going to go? It, ne- it needs to almost stop right here. Yeah. For those who aren't aware of that situation, back in WCW, the NWO came out and they were very, very popular. And then what happened is then all these other kind of side groups, basically it got to the point where almost everybody in the company was in the NWO and it lost all of its meaning and all of its coolness and whatnot. So let's hope that that doesn't happen. Also, one just one more brief thing, almost kind of a disclaimer before we get to our show star segment, before we take our break here. If, if you happen to listen to our program and your name is Mark, we mean no offense. We're not poking fun at you. We're talking about <laughs> wrestling marks. Just in case, because I, I can almost guarantee that there's probably somebody named Mark on this sh- who's listening to our show and go, are these guys making fun of me? No, sir. It's okay. Just we're talking about wrestling marks. We're not, yes. we're not pointing our finger at you directly. <laughs> okay, Carl, we're going to take a brief break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit about... I have an idea I've been kind of throwing around that maybe coming up soon, maybe WrestleMania won't be the main destination for the big show of the year. So we'll be right back. This week's episode is brought to you by CollarNevilleBrand.com, where you can get 10% off any purchase at the store using promo code JKPODCAST, including this week's featured item, the Metal T-Shirt. What's up, guys? This is the standard Dusty Gold coming from you from Fayetteville, Arkansas. I'm with Joe and Carl for Turnbuckle Talk. All right, guys. Big Joe and Carl Carafello back here on Turnbuckle Talk. 
Yes, we are, guys, at our favorite time of the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, our show stopper segment for you this week. So a bit of a different 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 kind of showstopper segment topic for this week here. For the longest time, you know, since we, you and I both started watching wrestling, the big kind of event for professional wrestling has always been WrestleMania. Would you agree that that's basically been the case for the majority of our of our our fandom, so to speak? Oh, yes. But recently, I have a feeling, you know, especially with the last couple of WrestleManias, that I have a feeling that that could possibly change. Now, what I think could possibly change that is recently they announced over New Japan Pro Wrestling that they, their, their marquee event for the year called Wrestle Kingdom is going to be a two-day show. And I think that there is a very strong potential, maybe not this year, but coming up soon, given how, depending on how they can line things up, and especially now with the expansion over into the U.S. and depending on what kind of talents they could pick up here and where they could do the show, I think that there's a potential, like it, it, maybe if they went to like a Madison Square Garden or maybe like another big arena, Wrestle Kingdom could become that marquee wrestling show that all the fans want to watch. Definitely. And I, I think uh, for this entire thing to, to really work, uh, it, it's not going to happen like right away. Nope. Just like you said, it's going to be, you know, maybe a year, two, three years down the line, especially with New Japan bringing in, uh, you know, New Japan uh, US or, or North America, whatever you want to call it here, yep. um, really expanding the brand from just japan over into the united states as well and with that as soon as things become more established with new japan pro wrestling then having a two-day event like this definitely i think could uh, begin to overshadow wrestlemania now don't get me wrong wrestlemania yes is is more of like a week-long celebration including you know the hall of fame ceremony including uh, nxt takeover including wrestlemania including the next night on raw including you know uh, <laughs> smackdown that would they probably do the smackdown the friday nights like like they do right so you're gonna have like hall of fame on uh you know thursday and then smackdown on friday and uh nxt on saturday pay-per-view sunday monday night raw on monday you got like five days an entire work week of programming for you there but given what new japan pro can do and the fanfare that is around new japan pro especially in japan if they start bringing some of that over to the united states and then amalgamate everything for this one two-day event i think we definitely could see uh see it totally blow up in a good way and overshadow wrestlemania it would almost be kind of, uh, I was thinking like, yeah, it's going to be bigger, but it's actually technically it was kind of condensing. Cause like you had mentioned WrestleMania weekend or week, there's, there's so much kind of going on, you know, in the, the, the hall of fame ceremony, especially if your name is Mr. T or Goldberg, it gets really long and you know, all the other stuff going on, a lot of the promotions in the area run shows. I mean, just there, there, there's just so kind of much that a lot of times it almost comes to s- overshadow the actual event itself. So it could be interesting, you know, especially if New Japan can build some partnerships, you know, with Impact, with AEW, maybe that that could be a tough one there. But um, yeah, there's always there's a potential, and you know, they, maybe they could run one of these big arenas. Maybe they could um, maybe even break that attendance record, which we were talking about uh, last week with Jargo on uh, on the show. So 
it'd be it'd just be really but not at the big house. Not at the big house. Yes, <laughs> I, I know. Jargo really made the case. He's like, dude. He's like, you're like you're hell bent on the the big house idea. I still, at some point, I just have a feeling that that's going to happen. I know everybody says that I'm crazy. I mean, in North America, that's the the biggest arena where you can get the biggest attendance possible. I know it's not in the most tourism rich area in Ann Arbor, Michigan. But I mean, if if you ever get a chance to go to that stadium, even just when it's empty, it's like, wow, this place is massive. Yes. So I, I, I'm still optimistic at some point. I don't care what company it is. I want somebody to run a wrestling show there. And then I know it can do well. I know it can. We'll see. <laughs> Again, I, I think I'm literally probably the only person suggesting this, but uh, <laughs> Hey, if it happens, I'll look like a freaking genius. You would, you would. <laughs> so that about wraps it up here. I'm going to take a quick look here because as we always mention, when anybody who's listening to this podcast, that news tends to happen. The uh, only kind of thing that I'm currently seeing that we didn't mention is I know that there's some talent in WWE that are looking to possibly leave. Uh, Kari Sane is a big one. I know Stardom is uh, interested in having her back, and apparently she has expressed that she might just let her contract run out. So that would be a pretty big deal there. Um, other than that... I'm not seeing a whole ton of... Uh, I think AEW is looking at possibly bringing back a lot of the WCW uh, pay-per-view names. That would be kind of cool. Maybe Bash at the Beach, Halloween Havoc. I don't think that uh, WWE has the copyrights to those anymore. Maybe, possibly. But uh, yeah, there, there's um, some other cool little stuff kind of going around on the side too. So Definitely there is. I do want to mention I, I was able to find something here. This was um, posted and done about four or five hours ago. Cool. And this is um, kind of going on top of our ACH talk from earlier in the episode. So he went and did a live Twitter Q&A. Um, and I'm only going to go over two things. Um, if you want to see it, uh, you can definitely search out his social media and uh, go and listen to it for yourself. But um, two big things to, to really note here. Uh, first off, uh, one question that was asked is if he's able to move on from the WWE. Uh, his answer was short and simple. Legally, no. Mentally, yes. So as of right now, he has gone out and confirmed that legally, no, he cannot leave the WWE or go work for another company uh, at this point. Legally, he cannot. Now, the other thing is we had kind of talked about the um, mental health uh, stuff that, that, that you know, has been put out there. And I'm just going to read through his answer here so that everyone knows. And this is coming right from ACH. So this isn't, uh, this isn't changed. I'm not ad-libbing. I'm not anything. I'm, I'm doing the exact audio, gotcha. reading it out to you guys. So the thing about the mental health is I do suffer from anxiety and I do suffer with depression and I can have bad mood swings sometimes. But that doesn't mean when I speak out that I'm just speaking out and it doesn't have any meaning behind it. The t-shirt triggered things from my past and it all came up at once and a lot of anger from my past came up with that as well. And that caused me to come at people the way that I did. Again, I'm not going to apologize for what I said. What I said, I meant it. And that's just how it goes. So ACH coming out and saying, yes, 
that um, he does, you know, suffer from from, you know, some uh, some anxiety and depression and stuff like that. Um, so just quickly, I want to touch on that for a second here. Um, yeah. For for anybody that for anybody that 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 is going through anything like that, just know that there are people out there that you can go and talk to. Um, hit us up on our social media if you ever need to talk. I can tell you, and I can guarantee you, people that I fully understand. Um, I I haven't publicly said or done anything, but I suffer from a lot of that as well. Um, I suffer from a lot of injuries. I suffer from um, concussions over over my wrestling career. Um, this is real talk right now, people. Um, I suffer from a lot of this as well. And I would rather listen to what you have to say than to have to read about or listen to a eulogy. So reach out. Mm-hmm. Definitely. If you... I don't care if you're you're a woman. I don't care if you're a guy. I don't care if you're a child. I don't care if you're a senior. I don't care who you are. I don't care race, religion, sex. I don't care sexual orientation. I don't care about any of that. If you need to talk, reach out. Because this is something that is, that is very big and very huge um, in today's age of, of really mental, mental health issues that, that are now coming to light and that people have... Um, really kept kept inside for a lot of of time, and and uh, thankfully things are now really starting to come out that uh, that there are people that can listen. And if you ever need to reach out to me, I don't care. Um, I will definitely sit there and listen. And and I suffer from it as well. I suffer from it sometimes very badly. Um, reach out. That that that's 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 all we can really say. Uh, especially in in the professional wrestling community, we're a family. Mm-hmm. That's what we are. We're a big family, and 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 what are family supposed to do? They're supposed to take care of each other, and and that's at least for myself, and and I'm sure I can speak for Big Joe on this. That's definitely what we're here for you. So if you ever need to reach out, especially with any any type of mental health issue, do it, do it, Joe. Um. I'm going to let you kind of weigh in on, on these two little pieces of info from ACH here. And, uh, yeah, give me your thoughts on that. You really summed it up pretty well, Carl. I don't think I, I need to, um, cause I'd be pretty much kind of repeating what you said, you know, even with our, our little family here with the HTM podcast network here, as you mentioned, you know, we kind of become like family essentially. And, you know, when falls, you know, the rest are there to kind of pick each other up, you know, regardless of what the situation is. So never feel like you're going through this stuff alone. There's always people that, that you can talk to. And we've even dealt with the situation within uh, our own podcast network here. I don't want to get into too many details uh, without getting very personal here, but you know, we, we are wrestling fans, but uh, like I said, this network and, and our listeners too. If you guys are ever going through any kind of issues, you know, feel free to reach out to us, and even if it's on a personal message or in the comments or whatever, and you know, we'll totally listen and we'll totally talk to you as well. You know, we might uh, we're not going to divulge details on the show or anything like that, but if you're if you're going through some issues, you know, at the very very least, we can kind of point you in the right direction. But never feel like there's never anybody to talk to. There's always people to talk to, and you don't have to suffer alone. Definitely. I, I couldn't agree more. 
Before we do go, though, on a good and happy note, yes. I do have to give a shout out right now to longtime listener, supporter, and fan, Don Lewis. Thank you so much for your continued support yes. of our podcast. Week in, week out, you continue to surprise me with things that you send to me in private message about our podcast, and I am so happy about that. One last thing for you people, if you have not checked out OVWTV, Ohio Valley Wrestling mm -hmm. is on YouTube, people. There is a little bit of glitches and stuff like that that's happening, so bear with it. They are still kind of growing into this uh, digital age of putting the product out there. But aside from any audio or video issue, the action is superb. Go and check them out on YouTube. They're the newest company to come out and uh, put their product out onto YouTube for everybody for free. So make sure you go and check out OVW TV on YouTube, which is owned by our friend Al Snow, yes. who also owns Collar and Elbow Brand. Yes, people, this is a plug for Collar and Elbow Brand because we are the first Collar and Elbow Brand sponsored podcast. We're looking uh, about little over a year, possibly two, going on two years now. We have been that podcast. So yeah, definitely go and check out collarandelbowbrand.com, people. And when you're there, use our promo code JKPODCAST. It gets you 10% off your entire purchase, and it also helps support this podcast that you are listening to. And a couple more things. I know Carl said that that was the last thing, but you triggered my, my memory here, Carl. So I do have to mention a couple of oh, things. Yeah, yeah, definitely, with, please. With OVW, with a very, very recent episode, you may have noticed at the, at the beginning of the show a certain name. And we were, of course, talking about Mr. Franco Varga, who was actually recently I had the pleasure to sit down and had an interview with. He had his debut match there at OVW. So some really cool stuff there as well. I'm sure he's going to make a, a very uh, big impact there. Looking forward to seeing what he does there. And, of course... If recently, if you've been paying attention uh, to the GorillaPosition.com, you heard some very cool news. Miss Alicia Atout is joining the broadcast team over at Major League Wrestling. So very cool thing there. She earned that. that she's been putting in the work and has been doing all kinds of stuff. And now she has been signed by a bigger company. So congratulations to her as well. Very cool. Very cool on both ends yes. that's phenomenal for both of those stars so happy to hear that uh you know friends in the business are making their way up absolutely and uh, two names that are very deserving okay carl that about wraps up this for this week so we will see you guys on the next one ciao this is a deadbeat wolf teller you're listening to the talk joey carl